You are listening to Necropolis on Hessian Firm. Please visit hessianfirm.com for metal reviews, interviews, analyses, lifestyle articles, as well as releases from the label. Welcome to Necropolis. I am Jason, also known as Lone Goat from the Necro Classical Project Goatcraft. Today I have an interview with the band Blightmass. This is an international band where part of the band is located in Tampa, Florida, and the other part of the band is located in France. So the first guest today is located in Tampa. It is the venerable Jesse Jolly, who is the bassist vocalist of Blightmass. Thank you for coming back on the program, Jesse. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, my friend. Oh, it's always a great time with you. Um, we also have JP on guitar, who is based in France, uh, Blight Mass. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the program, JP. Hello. Nice to meet you. Uh, and thank you for inviting us in your program today. Of course. Been looking forward to this and getting the whole band's perspective, as in you and Jesse. I know other people are involved with the band that are based in Tampa, but it seems like you two are the main figures at least, you know, leading up to where the band format is now. So let's kind of talk about the logistics of an international band. Um, last time I talked to Jesse, he mentioned you're up in Canada and now you're back in France. Uh, JP, can you talk a little bit about like the shift of the band format becoming more of like an international band? Yeah, of course. Uh, in fact, at first we, we have a band called Purgatory Unleashed. And uh, we have different lineups. And then I uh, met Jesse, and uh, we get along very well. Uh, so I proposed him to, to, to create a band with him. So we use the music that we have for Purgatory Unleashed. And he composed all the, uh, all the vocal lines, the lyrics. So basically, uh, we created a new band on the ashes of Purgatory Unleashed. And with uh, the lineup was in France at first. So we were two guitarists, one bassist, one drummer, and uh, JC in Tampa. So the first album was recording that way. And then I moved to, to Canada and we relocated the, the lineup to in North America. And uh, after a year, I uh, go back to France. So now the lineup is uh, located in Tampa, and uh, I will uh, I will go there from uh, on a regular basis to to you know to to play some music, to play some shows, and um, yeah. Very cool. So you're actually going to be doing a lot of travels back to Tampa to go jam out with the guys there. That's very cool. Um, just a quick question about Canada. I know French is spoken in a lot of Canadian cities. Um, was it pretty easy for you to get around speaking in French up there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I live in, Mondre in Montreal. So in Montreal, uh, there were both languages, so French and English, basically. Um, so it was not a problem to speak either in French or either in English. So that was uh, pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So I was in Tampa a, a couple of weeks ago and I hung out with Jesse and, uh, he actually showed me a couple of the, the new blight mass tracks and something that really stood out, like, you know, severed from your soul. Um, those are very diverse album. There's a lot of different influences with the songs, 
like one song's more death metal-y than the next. And like one song actually sounded quite a bit like typo negative. And then you had that Black Star cover by Carcass. So it was kind of all over the place with like influences and all that very diverse, you know, sound that you guys have. Um, and what I noticed with the newer songs that Jesse had showed me, it kind of continued that, but it's a little bit more refined now with these newer tracks. Um, can you tell me about like the approach that you're taking with Blight Mass? Are you just pulling all of your influences and your inspiration for playing extreme metal, you know, however broad that may be, um, into the band? Um, Jesse, if you want to answer that. Sure, sure. I mean, I think honestly, it's uh, uh, with with this new album, we similar to was severed from your soul. I mean, a lot of that stuff had already been around for, for some years. All I did was come in and put vocals to it. Um, but, uh, with, with Harbinger, I think realistically, we just, um, we, uh, you know, sometimes like all of us, you know, like JP tends to write, um, like these really catchy sort of like pretty melodic, you know, guitar passages and so forth. And, um, I, I tend to, to kind of write sort of like more rhythmic type shit. And so I guess just kind of going back and forth, we, we don't want to, to, to really narrow down our, to just, you know, to just writing death metal, you know, or just writing black metal. It seems like we just, whatever we, we write, we just kind of go with, I guess, if that makes sense. <laughs> and it's, you know, that's kind of why I was speaking with you when you were in Tampa, I was like, you know, I think we need to, uh, seriously rebrand our genre of, of metal because it's definitely not OSDM, you know, <laughs> to, in any regard. And so I think we settled on black yeah. and death or just death metal, but maybe you can help us out with that too. You're a little bit more refined in the sense of, you know, knowing your genres, you know. Actually, no, I, I think you're kind of like a hodgepodge of many things that it's kind of hard to classify um, because there's so many influences that's coming out in the music. Um, which is really good for someone like someone who's a listener who wants each track to be very distinctive, very different from the last. You know, there's some people like that. It's like they don't want to hear like Deicide Lesion where the songs kind of bleed together. They want, right. you know, a different, you know, track by track take. Um, you know, of course, it's still going to have some of the same aesthetics. You know, it's a band, you know, it's going to have the same guitar texture, same vocal texture and a lot of it um, and percussion and all that. But there, there's it's like a, a vast influence, a lot of different aspects of extreme metal that is in the music. So, no, I would, I would just call it, you know, extreme metal. Honestly, I wouldn't really try to pigeonhole it into a specific subgenre like black or death metal and all that because you're just pulling so much influence into the sound, which is, you know, like I said, um, in Tampa, it was you never know what you're going to get, you know, track by track with your band because it's so diverse. And for some people like the old OSDM purists, they would kind of scoff at that. But, you know, other people who are a little bit more open-minded may be, you know, open to a wide array of experience. Um, they may be into that, you know, there's so many times you can listen to like the same album you know, over and over and over where all the songs kind of bleed together before you get bored of it. So there might be like, you know, a track by track take where, you know, maybe one month you're into like the more death metal-y songs. And then the next month you might, you know, start digging the more black metal or, you know, extra melodic stuff that's in there. So JP, do you, like, I know you're the guitarist of the band. How do you approach the songwriting process? Do you do not care 
like about like having a specific type of aesthetic is more about just expressing your inner self um as far as it it's playing the extreme metal i guess um i'm studying you know to to extreme metal so death metal black metal and um the first album has been composed uh in a long time you know like maybe four or five years so the influences are maybe more diverse because it has been composed on a, a longer period uh arbinger has been composed on a yeah a shorter period so it's more more cohesive i guess um for me uh, as far as it um i i don't know um sorry i'm uh, uh thinking about words because uh english is not my mother tongue so sorry for that oh, no, worries, um, no worries yeah jesse uh perhaps you can chime in a little bit on that yeah, I think uh, I think more or less kind of what he's saying is that, you know, like the the Harbinger process, it was just a lot more, co- excuse me, cohesive. And, uh, yeah, you know, it I was it was yeah, it was written in a much uh, shorter period. So it was like more kind of like off the cuff, I guess. And so uh, but it just seemed like every song that JP sent me that he wrote because he wrote almost all the album, you know, musically. I wrote one song and then Jack, our other guitar player, wrote one song. But. Yeah, I mean, it's like everything that JP sent me was just like damn marvelous, in my opinion. It just I started getting all these like really interesting, like lyrical kind of concepts were come popping into my mind and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it it just kind of snowballed um, really kind of quickly, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, One thing that I would say about your your sound is that you know, we talked about the OSDM, like old school death metal, you know, that you may not be a part of that, but you're also not a part of like the modern metal scene at all, where, you know, like deathcore and gent and things of that nature have gained a lot of commercial success. You guys are very far removed from that. You're more sticking to the extreme metal roots than, you know, the way I look at it is your music is very riff based you focus a lot on you know the riffs that are in the songs more than the textural components that you find in like deathcore and gent and things like that. So on that aspect, I would say you're kind of old school mentality, but you're not old school death metal, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just true. I mean, and it's uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why the title track ended up being like a more or less a black metal song. So you know, it's yeah. kind of like the, the only song on the album with that really carries that aesthetic but i don't know it just seemed it just seemed right you know it just seemed like that's how it had to be and uh i'm 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 very pleased with it i'm really excited about the release what's the full name of the new album you said it's harbinger yeah harbinger of lucidity very cool harbinger of lucidity and when will that be coming out and what label yep do you want to chime in on that jp yeah yeah um, the the album will be out in September. Uh, we are working on the last details uh, of the website to launch the pre-orders. Uh, there will be a CD version, and there will also be a um, vinyl LP version uh, later uh, this fall, and uh, with the Harbinger LP version 
will be also a silver from your soul LP version on vinyl. Oh, cool. So both will be on vinyl, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a big market for vinyl, more than CD, I would say. You know, CD sales are just kind of stagnant, you know, after internet streaming and all that. But vinyl, there is a big niche for that where there's a lot of hobbyists, in, you know, extreme metal. They're big collectors and I like to get as much vinyl as possible. So um, I've had a project where I sold vinyl and I noticed just like the sheer amount of money that I got compared to CDs was crazy. You know, instead of, you know, like one week you get like tens of dollars, you know, per CD, you're getting, you know, hundreds, you know, hundreds of dollars, you know, like one week just selling, you know, copies of vinyl and all that. So definitely a cool market to hit. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people will be picking that up. So JP, I have a question about France. Um, yeah. France is, in my opinion, you know, from what I listen to in extreme metal, the stuff that comes from there is more black metal oriented than death metal. Um, there's, you know, of course, there's Death Spell Omega, there's Antaeus and, you know, bands of that nature, like Mutilation. Um, would you say that France is more akin to black metal than death metal? Definitely. Um, I guess there is um death metal and black metal but there is way much more black metal than bands that death metal uh i guess even uh in the in the beginning of the 80s uh during you know the the second wave of black metal with them dastron and bands like that there was a scene in france already uh yeah so there is a big big black metal scene in france yeah so how would you compare like the scene in Tampa to France? You know, from your own personal experience, would you say Tampa is more like a wild west of people than France or like what's your take on Tampa? Uh, personally, I love I love USA and I love the Tampa scene uh, because uh, a lot of bands that I listen to every day, like Dayside, Morbid Angel, Obituary, Cannibal Corpse, Death. All these bands come from Tampa, so it's difficult for me to to compare it to to France. Um, France is not uh, is not really um, you know a rock and roll country at first. Uh, bands now uh, plays metal, of course, but uh, it's not like um, historic. You know, uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something that's gonna like, I don't know if you're into classical music much, but there's like this saying or like a sentiment about uh, French classical music where um, there's either too many notes in the music or too few. Like you look at Debussy, there's too few notes in the music compared to like the German counterparts or contemporaries back then. Um, do you see that uh, being like an influence in the metal sound there in France? Like you either have like really bombastic, crazy bands with flurries and notes versus very minimalist type of takes on extreme metal. Um, can, can you repeat this? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, what, I'm, what I'm kind of thinking, like there might be like a correlation between like French classical music to French extreme metal, where yeah. there, there tends to be in classical music from France, either a lot of notes and a lot of things going on in the music, which some people will say is a little too much, or there's, not much going on with the notes. There's very few notes. It's very minimalist. Um, 
would you consider that like akin to the extreme metal band there? Like I know like Death Spell Mega um, and bands of that ilk, they tend to have points of very minimalist, you know, aspects of the music to very like crazy, you know, bombastic parts. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess there is uh, bands that, will uh, play music Fre french bands you mean yeah yeah it's more of like what yeah. i get from french like you look at Anteus. Anteus is very minimalist you know very simplistic music and that kind of reminds me of like debussy and other french composers um where there's not many notes in music is how they utilize oh. that yeah 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 um i guess there is both i guess uh there is bands that are lot influenced you know with uh, technical like technical death metal bands so with a lot of notes at per second and there is bands like uh, Burzum influenced so it's more based on the atmospheres and uh, in France I guess there is there is a lot of bands like that um, yeah that's the, that's the question yep <laughs> yeah uh I think that's a sufficient answer. Um, it might be a question for you if you're not really into classical music. I know English is your second language, so I apologize if that was a little hard to understand. Um, so, Jesse, um, one thing that I've always known about you is you have legitimate star power. You, I could see you just being in a successful you know, band like Cannibal Corpse or something like that just by your sheer talent and presence, and you're very sociable, easy to get along with. Um, I'm kind of thinking that's, you know, kind of what uh, JP saw with bringing you into the fold. So can you talk a little bit about, about how you entered the band? And yeah. I know you did a tour in France. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that and how, you know, you ended up being the bassist vocalist of Blight sure, sure. Not first of all, thanks, man. I really, you know, I'm coming from you, man. It really does mean a lot. You know, thanks for the, uh, you know, for the compliments there and stuff. And, uh yeah i mean it more or less like from what i can remember i was just kind of doing my thing and then i got a, a facebook message from you know from a guy from from france i was like i i don't know who this you know who it is or you know i got a friend request or i forgot which order it came in but he uh he reached out to me jp reached out to me in regards to uh the the other project that i do one of them uh lull me to larvae which is kind of like the atmospheric type stuff i guess and, uh, you know, he started just kind of struck up a conversation about it. And um, and then we just never stopped uh, being in contact, you know. And then um, he informed me, you know, that he was he had his band Purgatory Unleashed over there in France and they were recording an album. And uh, he asked me, he said, hey, you know, would you be willing to uh, to do like write vocals or do the do the, write the lyrics, do the vocals for one song on the album. And yeah, I, I if I recall correctly, I think he let me actually pick which song it was. And so yeah. I did. And I, uh, I, I sent it to him and maybe JP can comment on this aspect of it because it's kind of a funny story. I guess the original, <laughs> the original lead singer would got pissed off and was like, no, let me go back and do it better. And then <laughs> can you tell him about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, re I totally remember. In fact, uh, I contacted Jesse, yeah, uh, for another band, Lulmi to Lava. And, uh, yeah, we get along very well. And I proposed him to, to record a song, uh, whatever, um, I mean, 
the one he wants to to record on the album there were uh, like 10 10 songs with vocals so he picked one uh so grave uh grave hatred that was uh not called like that by the time but he recorded it and then i uh, was like wow it's awesome so i uh, make it listen to the other band members and uh, the former singer was like no i need to record to re-record everything <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so um, it, so yeah there just wasn't the, the, i guess the 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 sound i mean I, I never really knew their original singer but his his voice was just shit dude you know what i mean <laughs> It's just, I was like, dude, there's, there's definitely a right way and a wrong way to go about doing death metal vocals. And some, some people can do it. Some people kind of do it. Some people do it really well. Um, and it just, you know, and so that's kind of how that more or less came into effect. And then I, I guess the original singer got pissed off and he quit the band. And, yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then JP was like, uh, well, now we need a singer. And uh, I was like, no, I'll tell you what, I'll record the vocals for the whole album and i and i did and but i at that time i had no real intentions of like joining the band because i was like logistically how is this going to work you know him being them being in france me being over here like i but uh by the end of recording the album i had grown grown so attached to the music you know i was like yeah I'll, i'd love to be in your band you know what i mean and so that's kind of how that came about and then uh, I guess within a year or so, we, you know, he started kind of th tossing together the idea of doing a tour, you know, just uh, in France. And I want to say, what was it, like eight shows, something like that, JP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like eight uh, shows. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go, go. <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, we did, uh, we did our, our eight shows. And so it was very, very nerve wracking for me because number one, I, you know, at that time I was only doing vocals. And so that was not something I was very familiar kind of with how to conduct myself on stage, you know, without a bass, you know? And so it, um, so not only was I flying to Europe for the first time, I was like, you know, I had to meet all of these guys. I knew JP cause he had, uh, I, I had flown into Tampa. And so I did, I had, I was familiar with him, but the other guys, the other four guys in the band, I guess I had four guys, three guys, or the other guys, I just, I wasn't, uh, you know, I didn't know. I mean, you know, for all I knew, I was going to meet him and they were all going to be, you know, all, they were all going to hate me or whatever, you know, but yeah, I mean, we all got along really well. Um, but it was very nerve wracking, you know, showing up there, the time change and all that stuff. And then like, we literally did, I think two or three band rehearsals just days yeah. up leading, leading up into the, to the tour itself. And uh, so, but it went, it went well, you know, we had a good time and, you know, when it was all said and done, there was at least one member of the band that was crying because it was over, you know, he was like, I don't want you to go oh. back home. <laughs> you know? So what happened with that? So the band originally started out being a hundred percent, you know, French musicians, you yeah. enter the fold and now it's like 75% Tampa or Florida musicians and 25% French. Like, I'm just going to look at the people in the band here. I know Ronnie Palmer. Um, I met him at a show a while back. He's a very cool dude. But he was in bands such as Amon with you. He was a malevolent creation. Uh, Perdition Temple. Um, I think he was in uh, 
Immolation as a live drummer, or still yeah. is, I don't remember, but uh, Angel Corpse, Crucia Menum. So it's a, that's a big name drummer that is now in the band. And you also have Jack from uh, Paths of Possession, which had uh, Corpse Grinder on vocals. So yeah. you bring in, you know, guys who actually have some major, you know, experience with, you know, being in extreme metal bands versus, um, you know, with bigger names than uh, the guys who were formerly in Purgatory uh, yeah. Unleashed. Um, so you can completely change the format of the band and you brought in a lot of, you know, veterans. So how do you think the, you know, this has, you know, been better for the band um, how has this like coalesced into this new thing of blight mass where, you know, it's not so French anymore, even though the main guitar songwriter is from France, but they're, you're pulling in a lot of Floridian musicians. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it really just kind of came down to the fact that the, the other guys in the band, uh, they, they just weren't really in a position to, to just drop everything and to go on tour or to play shows, you know, like, it was very, uh, you know, sort of more or less in regards to their their careers, you know, their day jobs, if you will. Uh, you know, one thing that JP and I share, you know, from the get go was that, look, man, we're you know, we want to play music. We want to be on stage. We want to be doing shows and all that shit, you know, and um, and the other guys were kind of at the time like, well, yeah, if it works out for my job, yes, you know, I can go and, you know, and it kind of was like, well, that's not a good answer, <laughs> you know? And so <laughs> that, uh, you know, um, more or less whenever that came down to it, you know, I, I, I immediately offered to, to play the bass too. I was like, you know, I mean, might as well, dude, it's, you know, like I said, it just feels more more normal, more natural for me to be holding a bass while I'm doing vocals, you know? And, and, uh, and I'm glad I did because like, I had like so much fun recording the bass, uh, for the new album. And, uh, and I can't wait to take the stuff to the stage, you know, and then, you know, kind of bringing in Ronnie was a no brainer because not only he's like <laughs> one of the, he's like one of the coolest, most humble people, you know, I've ever worked with. And, uh, oh, yes. and he's an amazing drummer. Like he can play as fast or as slow as anyone would be physically need to. So he's got all bases covered as far as that goes. And then Jack, uh, Jack's one of my best friends. You know, he, I've just known him for a long time. Um, I pass a possession is still sort of a band. It's just kind of on hiatus, you know, and I, I play bass in that band as well. When we do things, it's just that, you know, with George being in cannibal, he doesn't, uh, choose to to want to stay very busy in the off season you know what i mean because he goes out and they tour for six weeks at a time you know the last thing he wants to do is come home and jump back on the road with passive possession <laughs> so it's uh yeah but you know i mean so far i mean things are good the only uh, adversity that we're experiencing right now is just the closure of the american border you know trying to get jp over here so we can start regular rehearsals and start booking shows and things like that that's really the only hang up that we're experiencing right now Interesting. How has COVID affected the band? Like, you know, I, I take what you're saying is pretty much related to, you know, the current state of COVID and how we've been dealing with that for the past year and a half. Um, have you guys been able to meet up during the pandemic at all? No, no, no. No, it's, uh, it's just kind of been like uh, kind of touch and go. I mean, luckily we were in a process to where we could just write the album. Like, so it, it, the timing was, was good you know so it was really our main focus was getting the album finished uh and then you know we were at this point we're just kind of all 
you know, working and rehearsing on the music uh, in our or by ourselves. And then once we do get to meet up, we'll be able to pull that whole thing together. But yeah, I'd say COVID, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely been a, a bummer and just an, an emotional drain on people because really um, we just want to play music. You know, we want to be able to play our shows. And for some reason, like, uh, like the France in particular has, has taken a very authoritarian sort of uh, stance on this whole thing. I mean, maybe JP can, can confirm that but yeah it just seems like it's just yeah, so, totally. yeah 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 totally we uh we can't really uh go out of the country without without in fact we we can go out but we can't get in and any any other country so yeah uh they are talking about uh, you know the vaccine and things like that but no it was impossible to to quit uh, the country it was even nearly impossible to go back to France from Canada. So yeah, it's uh, it's very very difficult to to travel from France from now. Interesting. I'm sorry you have to go through that. Um, so it's crazy. Like you you take in consideration like the the COVID aspects here. Um, different countries have their own you know rules. Like I know Qatar in the Middle East. As of last week, I know about this, but uh, um. Even if you're fully vaccinated and you get a COVID test within 24 hours and you fly through there, you're not allowed to leave the airport unless you get it authorized through the government. You have to register, blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot of, you know, very authoritarian type of, you know, things with travel um, in regard to all these different countries and all that. Um, so it's, the shitty that, you know, a lot of bands, you know, they're writing their best material and COVID has completely cut off their legs, you know, touring and promoting, you know, the music and all that, where they're really just focusing more on the digital side of it and promoting it digitally, you know, through social media and PR magazines and all that. So is uh, your next album going to be on a record label? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You think so? Yeah, go for it, Jesse. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say because, like, yeah, one of the uh, the main reasons why we we chose to self release this one because I mean, JP uh, created uh, Grave Embrace Records, and so it's uh it's is is his own personal label, um, but it definitely uh, you know will will suffice for for this current endeavor, but. You know, as, as with anything, I mean, it would always be awesome to be on like a big, powerful label with tons of financial, you know, ability and, and so forth, because that really does help out a lot. You know, I mean, you know, the, the biggest bands in the world, you know, they're on these these record labels and the, the labels, you know, fund a lot of the touring and the, the upfront costs and so forth. So it's definitely got its its plus sides, you know, in that regard. But uh, when we signed to uh, the French label, to release severed from your soul uh you know the first thing they said was okay you're you know we're going to release this album in october or whatever and it, and at the time it was like march <laughs> i was like yeah Man, i was like that's crazy why are you going to do that and so that was just my ultimate fear i was like dude we've got this album it's done it's mastered if we shop it around and put it on a label they're not going to release the damn thing for a year you know yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I've encountered that myself, you know, granted, you know, I, I talked to a record label about my own music and kind of wanted it to coincide with another release. I was coming out from another project because 
really good friends and all that. But uh, yeah, I, I wrote the music and recorded it in January. It was done by January 15th. And now I'm looking at an October release. I was hoping to get it out sooner. I know, uh, I know JP. So he's doing his own record label. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do, fact, you know, yeah. do you know about like the production plant shortages and all that on vinyl that you have to put it in really early now to get it pressed? And there's a lot of, a lot of labels are suffering right now because uh, delays with vinyl production. Yeah, because there is a, a lake of raw material for the vinyl uh, fabrication. Uh, so that's why the vinyl version will be out later in uh, this fall. Because of that, yeah, there is a real lake of raw material from the, for the vinyls. But uh, yeah, I created the Grave Embrace Records for, for the label. Yeah, so we can uh, have our own label if we, if we want for, for Habinger. And it will also uh, work for my for my work because I'm uh, um, I'm putting uh, no I don't know if you see that uh, I'm um, building up my business in uh, you know uh, recording studio and it's the it's the same uh, it's the same structure in fact yeah. very cool um yeah that vinyl aspect has hit a lot of labels so. It's good that you're taking that in consideration, all that. And, you know, as long as, you know, you get the word out about the release, so, you know, the music should speak for itself. I heard a couple of tracks when I was in Tampa, and it's very, very strong, you know, riff-oriented extreme metal, which a lot of these bands, like even Cannibal Corpse, like they came in at like the second breath, you know, the second wind, I should say coming back into their new album where there's actually some riffs again, even those th very thrashy riffs, you know, in a death metal format, you know, they're, they're going back to riff oriented death metal. Um, you guys are certainly, you know, very riff oriented. So um, something that was kind of rationalized on my own about your sound, you know, being so diverse and all that is that the songs are always, you know, very focused on the riff, how the riffs flow together you know, where the song takes you from point A to point B, you know, things like that, and the effectiveness of the riffs, too. Like, um, I heard a, a track that Jesse showed me, and I think it was actually a, a riff that he had written where the, the song slows down, and there's just this massive, very catchy riff out of nowhere. And yeah. like, God damn, it's like totally, like, bang your head to it and just jam out and all that. So, uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that song is uh, Unfortunate Flesh. And it, uh, that, I was surprised like when you mentioned that one riff because I was like really self-conscious about that riff because I just didn't, like it just kind of came to me and I just put it in there, but I wasn't really sold on it. But like kind of hearing your reaction to it and sort of uh, from that aspect, it, it, I kind of, I, I guess I'm kind of perfectly content with it now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, don't ever second guess yourself when it comes to things like that because you might actually do yourself an injustice by cutting out good stuff. So, you know, before we wrap up this podcast today, um, I, I would like to reiterate on that approach that you have is very riff oriented, you know, extreme metal. I want to say is either death or black metal that you're pulling in a lot of different influences. And a lot of it, you know, is like late nineties, early two thousands, you know, influences in there. 
I know you had that carcass cover, which I think that album came out in like 1995, but uh, a swan song. But uh, um, it's I, I have not seen a band like Blight Mass before um, where you're your own thing. Like you, you march to the, you know, the, your own drum beat essentially. And it's really cool. It's, it seems like, you know, a lot of bands are too fixated on having a specific image or an aesthetic and things like that. But you guys are more just about like, let's just write good fucking music. If it's, you know, black metal, death metal, if it's any you know, hybrid thereof or, you know, whatever, if it's even, you know, like something type of negative that you'll just do it. And, you know, that's part of your personal. It's like you intuitively want to just create stuff that you like. So what are your thoughts on that, JP, before we wrap up? Um, yeah, um, thank you for the compliment first, because, uh, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, yeah, it's very riff oriented, like you say. Uh, when I compose, I just, you know, sit down in my chair. Um, I play, I play, and when I think there is something that is, is cool, a riff that, that I like, that I love, I keep it, and I continue, I continue, and I, structure songs uh that way so sometimes it's more death metal sometimes more black sometimes there can be uh trash metal riff in here in it yeah and uh, for the typo negative uh, i guess we are all fans of <laughs> typo negative jc oh, yeah. jack and i yeah so uh, that's the way we compose so sometimes we'd be more that sometimes more black sometimes a mix of of both genders so yeah yeah well, it seems, uh, seems like a perfect band for you being that you all are just kind of on the same page um in that aspect where you know whatever the sound takes you is where you go you know each oh, yeah. song you know wherever it develops you guys you know just into it and you can just kind of not like chameleons but more like just taking in consideration that the different type of styles that go into it, you're able to pull that off with a very high musicianship. So Jesse, what are you like, what's your overall, you know, feeling about blight mass? Is this going to be like your main passion moving forward? Um, your little baby, you know, as a lot of people say about their music, it's like go crafts, my baby, um, mm -hmm. this blight mass, you know, your, your main thing moving forward yeah absolutely it, and it's not gonna and i don't think that'll ever really change really i mean because i'm always gonna do um you know being a bass player in tampa you know i'm in a good location for if people need me to step in and play a show or do a tour like i can do that but there's nothing that's going to keep me from focusing 100 percent of my uh love and devotion on blight mass because it's just it's you know jp's one of the most kind-hearted like professional people i've ever worked with in my life and i'm not looking to to rock that boat at all you know what i mean so just like he he's on point with everything he is always in contact he you know he's you know we're already writing the next album and it seems like just the the shit that he writes it just gets better and better so yeah i mean i'm, I'm really really excited for the future i think uh my main focus is just going to be making sure that i'm as prepared as possible for when he can come here and we can start uh, regular rehearsals and just get a, get up on stage, you know? Oh, yeah. 
Very cool. Very cool. So do you guys have any last thoughts before we wrap up the podcast today? Um, so your, your next album is called Harbinger of Lucidity, correct? Correct. Yeah. And it's coming out in September, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, right. sir. It's coming out through JP's own French label. So that's an yeah. interesting little dynamic that he's self-releasing it. Um, and I expected to gain some momentum because this year, you know, different influences that you're bringing into it with the uh, high caliber and musicianship and all of that involved that I think it will make some waves. Um, so I'm very fortunate that we were able to do this interview before the new album comes out. Maybe this will be like a reference point for other interviewers or, you know, things like that in the media. Um, so thank you very much for being back on the podcast, Jesse. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I do appreciate your time, man, as, as always. And, uh, I'm, I, I will follow up with you. I don't know if I mentioned this to JP or not, but, uh, about getting you in at least, uh, to some capacity, like on a song or something for the next album, because I would love to have, uh, like a goat craft appearance on like, just whether it's just like a middle passage, but anyway, we'll get all that worked out. Um, yeah, I, I was, I was listening, I was teaching myself a Chopin piece this morning. And what I ended up doing is started writing like a piece in the style of Chopin, like fucking weirdo in my brain. But yeah, definitely a big compliment. Thank you for even considering me in that aspect. Um, so yeah, definitely to keeping in the loop in regard to that. Um, oh, yeah. very looking forward to this new album that's coming out and you know what comes to the future of Blight Mass and JP. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up the podcast today? Yeah, thank you very much for having us first. Um, yeah, but be prepared for Habinger. <laughs> uh, the pre-orders will be available very soon. We just have to to fix some uh, some details on the website. Um, but very soon, very soon you can pre-order it. Very cool. I'm definitely looking forward to actually owning that and you know, checking out the entire album. I heard a couple tracks in Tampa and it was very, very competent metal, very competent stuff. And it was very good to listen to and hear it. So thank you both for being on the program today and thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Goodbye.